Afternoon, everyone. Pauline Harley here. Welcome to my Confidence for Change podcast. I have been recently touting for people to come on and speak to me around making career pivots and changing industry. And today, I'm grateful to say I have someone here with me who has graciously and, as I said, grateful to be uh, having them share their time with me and discuss their career pivot. Uh, so Neil, Neil Gabby, absolute pleasure to have you here with me today. So can you just introduce yourself, Neil, and uh, give us an idea of what you do and what your background is, and we'll take it from there. Sure, Pauline. So thanks very much again for inviting me to do this. And when I saw that it was about career change and career pivots that kind of totally caught my attention because that that's exactly what I've done and it's also the way that I describe it when when people ask me about it so I my background is in finance I trained as an accountant Mm -hmm. and I spent 20 years in the corporate world as a in financial planning and analysis which for people who may not know what that means because it sounds all grand but it's basically it's about budgeting and forecasting for companies so Mm -hmm. making financial plans how they're going to spend their money how they're going to earn their money so i spent 20 years doing that kind of analysis helping management understand what was happening in the business so that that's my background and i guess in the last let's say eight seven or eight years i the way I would describe what triggered the, uh, the change for me was, if you like, it was a midlife crisis in, in a certain way. I love it. I love midlife crises. <laughs> I had one myself. <laughs> I suspect that most people go through them in some in, to a greater or lesser extent. And a lot of people don't even realize what's happening to them at yeah. the time. And that's one of the questions, one of the first questions, of course, that I'm obviously going to ask you was like, you know, really, what was the reason that you chose to make the, the, the pivot from your former role to where you're at now? Like, what was the driver or the catalyst effectively for that? Sure. So before I answer that, I'll just jump to the end and say, so from that corporate role, I've now moved into becoming a, an executive coach. So I help people. The way I like to describe it is I help people to sleep soundly at night. So I have, this, I have this vision of executives and professionals staring at the ceiling at night trying to fall to sleep all the thoughts of the day and the next day all running through the heads and they're struggling to to get to sleep so i help people to manage all that and deal with um, getting control of those thoughts and helping them to sleep soundly so that they're ready for the next day and whatever they have to face so that's what i'm uh, doing right now where you're at and a very uh I'm sure from your background, as I said, there's obviously a catalyst or a driver there that has transitioned you to help others do that. And does that come from the busy corporate life and the maybe lying in bed yourself at night back in your corporate days thinking, what next? You know, what's on my desk tomorrow? Why am I sleeping soundly effectively? Like what is causing me to to be like this effectively? Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned earlier that it was kind of the, the midlife crisis that triggered uh, these things. And in, in a way, it was a, it was a triple whammy that, uh, that I had. So without going into too much detail, I kind of had a health scare. Okay. Then I had my relationship breakdown. Okay. So uh, I'm now I'm divorced and, and, and through all that. And then finally, I kind of had a career crisis. 
So they kind of came in consecutive years. So it was like bang, bang, bang. And it kind of, they say midlife crisis and some people say midlife awakening as well. And I kind of woke up and thought, you know what, this is not for me. This, I'm not happy doing all of this. It's, um, well, in a way it was killing me. Mm-hmm. So they, as I went through that process and it, 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 it was a process and it took, it took a period of months, let's say, to go through what, how, how that would evolve itself. But it, I definitely started to realize that from that corporate role, I was, you know, I was being really well paid for what I was doing, but mm-hmm. I wasn't happy. And like I say, it, it was killing me. So something had to change. And I went through a, a process, if you like, of self-discovery a little bit to, to realize what, what needed to change and then what it was going to change into and who I was going to become. Mm-hmm. So I kind of went through a transformation of the person that I was, who was, let's say, unhappy, unhealthy, unfulfilled to the person I am now, happy, pretty healthy, and certainly very fulfilled, although still a huge way to go. Mm. I love the way you are really self-aware around that piece um, as you recall it back and you speak of it. um, And you can see like in your tone and stuff how powerful um the whole process of the transformation has been to you i i think as well like as somebody who can relate to that on a human level um there's a lot in it that i know i felt as well and maybe you may relate to this that there's somewhere i missed that it's nearly like a crisis you described like a, a career crisis as well and um, i've seen a lot of this in my own life and even with the people that i would work with as well where they hit like those bumps should we say in challenges in life but they're very much so crises of identity as well um trying to find who we are um who we want to become effectively as you say there and that's who we are to who we want to become um and our reality is very much so it's not a smooth transition but it's a transition effectively that we really have to deep dive on with our values and beliefs to, to get to the point of where we're doing something that we feel fulfilled in and that we believe in because we believe in ourselves that we can bring value to other people in our roles. If that makes sense to you. I mean, I can connect exactly with what you're saying there too. having experienced some of what you said personally, myself, you know, from health to, to losing sleep to, you know, crises in relationships and friends and family and different things. Um, But they really do kind of shape our reality once we become at one with them effectively you know so how has as you say in your role now that you do in your business and I'm sure you see a lot of this um show up uh, with clients and the type of high performers and executives that you would coach um just in relation to your business um how has that value eliciting process that you've been through aligned in your business for you to connect with the right people and do great work with them effectively that's that's actually a really interesting question because it's uh, it's one of the um the key if you like tools that i I use in in working uh, with people and like you say with with executives and and management and professionals in 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 actually in, in various uh industries not just not just finance not just accountants but um, 
one of the questions I, I do ask people is, uh, who do you want to become? What, what kind of accountant do you want to be? What kind of, what kind of lawyer or salesman or whatever? What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of parent do you want to be? What kind of um, friend do you want to be? Because we're taking people on a journey as a coach from where they are now to their destination, what, what they want to become and getting clarity on what that destination is, is really crucial. So as I went through my journey of deciding, I don't want to be this person that I am now. I want to be a different person. I want to be happy. I want to be calm. I want to be confident and self-aware is something that you, that you said and, and, and have self-esteem and have self-belief and self-worth. So in creating all those qualities and values, I then take those into the people who I work with and say, how does that, what does that mean for you? And it means different things for all people, but getting that clarity is so crucial to help start people on that, on that journey. And I think it's very, very important for us in the coaching and consulting industry to know that if we can't do that work on ourselves, we can't do it for other people. Um, and people pick that up in you, you know, they really do. Um, and that's really, really important for me. I know as I can see in you and your business and the way you speak of it, to have your values aligned with the vision that you have for your business and the type of people that you want to connect with. Really, really important. Yeah, yeah. It's something that um, I think people, I know from my experience of coaching and people even who want to do career pivots and change careers and stuff, the values piece is something that really knocks them for six. They never realize how important it is yeah. to define their values and you know i see this from young people up to people in their 50s and 60s and people like as you say like me and you had midlife crises yeah. um i don't think we ever create that space to actually look at our values to determine the roles we're in now and the roles we really are meant to do in life um and again, it's that transitioning piece where the values can make such a huge impact, you know, yeah. just creating that space. Yeah. So, so I have an interesting story about that, actually, mm. because it, when I look back at my corporate life and the organization that I was with for pretty much 19 years, and they had, they were very, when I, certainly when I joined back in 1995, I'm going to say, uh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. 95. The, um, the, the corporate values and the culture there was very visible and it was very aligned with what, uh, with the way I like to live my life. So there were values like humility and uh, one of my favorite values, hunger to learn and, um, celebrating success and, and, and items like that. And so those, I was, I was very much aligned with, uh, with those values and integrity was also another very strong one there. Mm -hmm. So they, we were very much aligned and that meant that I was comfortable in that organization and I must've been comfortable for a long time if I stayed there for so long. But what I think happened in the latter years uh, was that the culture in the organization had started to change and there are many reasons why that might've happened. And I, I can only, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I can only I guess. We can only make a, a judgment on that or based on our own values and beliefs as to what was yeah. happening at that time. Yeah. 
But whatever was happening, it started when, when the values of the organization started to evolve in some way and mine didn't go with it. I was still, my values were still deep, deep within me. Then that's when the, maybe the discomfort started for me. And that's when things started to think, am I in the right place here? And that was really difficult message for me to say to myself when I'd been in that place for so long and the assumption from me and from everyone around me was I was going to be with this organization for life because that's what people had done and people couldn't do and I was part of the furniture and then all of a sudden to have that challenge that's kind of like whoa what's going on here why am I feeling so uncomfortable in a place that has effectively been my home for the last 20 years Mm -hmm. so that's changing values and understanding what your values are and then finding that in you in your organization where you spend so much time where there's a conflict there that can manifest itself in that discomfort and without addressing that you can it can continue to become an issue for you as you go on it doesn't just go away it's it's a real eye opener though because as somebody who's experienced it um when those triggers show up um and as somebody who failed to acknowledge them for many years, and as you describe, came practically, practically a fixture and fitting and part of the furniture in an organization, um, that's that fear um, kind of which I avoided leaving the, uh, the comfort zone as usual and ran away from it. Um, but that stability, like because there was stability there. Okay, there was an income and um, there was a routine, there was something to go to every day. Um, but then I actually had to address that stability was actually making me sick. And it was it was conflicting with my values and turning me into somebody that I that I wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, a trigger that I see and I'm sure you see in your clients. And because it's a trigger, we identify that has happened in us which caused us to look at our careers and our values and what we wanted to do and where, as I said, we can do our best work. But um, I love the way you described that actually um, becoming part of the furniture effectively because I, yeah, again, and the whole stability thing can be a huge um, distraction, should we say, from people. And, you know, we accept that people can't just jump ship as we know um, and this is something I'm going to lead on to now in the next question because we have to be very realistic about things and gather the evidence that we need to support the transition and the decisions effectively that we need to make so when you decided to actually change your career and, and, and go for it um, what were the steps or the process that you kind of took to know one effectively this was the right time when was the right time for you and what it was uh, you were going to do yeah so as i mentioned i suppose I, I was i was in the i was in the midst of a midlife crisis or let's say at the tail end of it so i didn't uh, maybe some of my thoughts weren't completely rational about this but there was a very strong understanding that where i was was not the right place mm. and I suppose as I transitioned out of that organization and moved out into the big wide world all on, all on my own, it was a question of, Oh my God, what on earth do I do now? And I spent a bit of time soul searching to to say, okay, if I am going to go on my own, because I, I was fairly sure that I didn't want to transition out of one corporate job into another corporate job. I think I'd realized that 
those shackles that 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 come as part of parcel of having a, having a salary job that was part of what was making me feel uncomfortable golden so, handcuffs <laughs> is that what they call them the golden yeah. handcuffs the very very lucrative handcuffs they can be for for, for some people mm. so i um i i suppose i went in search of what the rest of of my life held for me and that was that's when i asked start out the question okay what kind of person do i want to be what kind of career do i want to have and how do i want to to live my life and what kind of lifestyle do i want and i suppose as i took time to research that and research myself and look at my own strengths and uh, and development areas let's say it became apparent to me that some of the areas I wanted to work on I hadn't been able to work on in my corporate job so that was like working with people helping people to develop helping people to improve and be their best so I had a team when I was back in uh, my corporate job but we were working so fast and so hard and 9 10 11 hours a day just doing all the analysis we didn't have time to develop to stop and think so as I came out of that, I realized, well, what do I really want to do? It was to help people to develop and, and be their best. So when, you, when I discovered what kind of careers I could do there, then coaching came to the front very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. And as I looked into it more, I realized, yes, this actually is going to be something that is going to help me. I can be self-employed. I can be in charge of my own time and resources and I can help people and I can develop a career out of this that I can support myself doing. So that, that was the thought process that led me into the, the coaching career. And then there were various steps I took in order, in order to get that started. So the first thing I did was enroll on a course. I think, well, I better learn some skills here uh, formally in order to uh, make sure that I know what I'm doing and, and be a good coach. I think that's important as well, though, just um, to reflect on what you said there. Um, you did go and look at your existing strengths um, and the missing piece that you identified was, you know, you kind of wanted to help people develop themselves, but you didn't have that space in your role to do that. But you knew you had the capability and the desire to do that. And that was a strength that you wanted to build on. So you gathered the evidence that you needed to say, well, this is what I could do and I could really make a go of this. Um, and I think that's important as well for people when they decide on career changes. And, you know, not only the fact that that was only just one of your massive strengths, I'm sure I'm sure you had plenty more that were transferable um, from the role itself. And I do find just being in the former financial kind of game now myself, not as an accountant, but um, I have a lot of transferable skills there as well um, that sometimes we can ignore. And especially in the coaching industry, I do find that the planning and the perspective and the risk analysis can play quite a good part in the coaching element as well. Now that's for me and the type of clients I connect with. But again, very important for people to acknowledge, to look at the strengths and the skills that they have, build on them and then take the first steps. So what other steps did you take to move it forward? Sure. So definitely what you said there is, is correct and building on those strengths. And again, having, having a vision in mind is so, is so important because that vision and, and, and the goal of what you want to achieve, what, what career you want to have, what kind of person you want to be, that's going to 
guide you as you as you go through this transformation to make sure that you stay on track having the clarity will will guide you so that's that's what helped guide me and it was actually a slow process so one one thing that you said there about what other transferable skills so my financial and accounting background eventually it took a while but that led me to the to the realization that the, the people who I primarily wanted to work with would be those accountants. So I'm familiar with their background and that would be a, a transferable skill for me to mm. be able to relate to those people and the, the pressures and the stresses that they were under. Mm. So it did take me a while to, 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 to come to that realization, but when it did happen, it, it kind of clicked into place to say, yes, this is actually the kind of, coach that I that I want to be this is how I'm fulfilling that vision is by working with professionals with a similar background to mine Mm. so you did your course and and what else did you do from there on in to keep it moving forward and building momentum yeah so the the on the ongoing I suppose personal development again it's like you have to you have to live that life of being the best person that you can be in order to help your clients to become the best that they can be. So my journey to now has been one of constant research and reading and lots of writing as well to develop my own knowledge and skill sets and toolkits to be able to help those people. So it's a kind of like a constant journey of, of learning as a coach about different ways of looking at the world and looking at life. Not so that, it's not so that you'll find out all the answers because as a coach, we don't have all the answers, but it's so that you can open doors and demonstrate to people that there are other ways of looking at things and helping them to find their own answers. That's kind of what I see as the, uh, the core of coaching is helping your client to find their own answers because everyone has a different journey that, they're, that they have followed and that they're going to follow. So learning about that, learning about people, learning about the way people think, the way people look at things and how you can kind of evolve that into a different way has been really valuable for me. It's relearning and relearning, even in ourselves in the role of the coach. Um, you kind of have to be really open to that. Like, And uh, indeed, each person that sits in front of us and myself included teaches me something about my style of coaching. It teaches me something yeah. about me. Um, it teaches me about my behavior and how I show up too. Um, so a very valuable connection in the whole coaching piece is acknowledging that as I always say, every single person that we meet um, in our journeys of transition has hugely valuable snippets of information for us, golden nuggets effectively instead. Uh, but yeah, really interesting. Just in relation to you, you know, you spoke there of people finding the answers and the solutions to their own problems. So in your transition from corporate to business owner in the coaching industry, um, what challenges specifically did you face and how did you overcome them? Sure. Uh, the, I suppose the biggest challenge I had was uh, transforming from the corporate bubble that I was in and being very sheltered and having all these resources provided for me and me having a very clear definition of what I, what my responsibilities were to uh, 
jumping out of that bubble into the into the real world and realizing that you have to do that all for yourself mm-hmm. and then you truly are on your own and one of the big learning curves for me in so running my own business what what I soon very quickly came to realize was that I was running my own business now and all those other functions of the business you have to do them all so I I'm pretty clear that most businesses have the same handful of functions so sales marketing finance and admin and operations they're kind of like the core of of a business so for me operations was the coaching side of things and I was trained to do that and, and did pretty well at that. So I was, and that's, that was kind of like as a novice, I thought, Oh, I'll just be a coach and it'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then you realize you have to do all your back office admin. The mm-hmm. finance was kind of okay for me, but uh, all running calendars and that kind of thing. And then the sales and marketing. Wow. That was a huge mm-hmm. uh, eye opener for me about how a, a business is, run on sales you've got to you've got to get sales you have to get uh, clients into the business and you have to keep a pipeline of those clients and that's the marketing function so learning all those things was really interesting and challenging and it's it's kind of part of the the business that i really love now mm. because it's a whole new world for me so i'm again completely learning new things and and mm. developing different techniques and different ideas about how to market myself and let let myself be known out in the world so that's a huge step out of my comfort zone as well to to stick my head above the parapet and say look look at me here I am as a coach to to help people and to help the world make the world a better place that's one of my my mission excellent and like they're they're true true real challenges that all business owners uh face um especially when they make pivots from being institutionalized in roles um to actually going okay i'm a business owner right now this is real oh um that's scary and then there's days when those issues like marketing and sales jump up and bite you on the ass and you go oh i really have to push myself out of my comfort zone here now to do something about that what is the biggest revelation you've had on those days where you've effectively like i said there been bitten and told you know kind of realized okay i've got to put myself out there i've got to do something um what is the biggest i suppose revelation or learning you've had about that yeah i suppose the biggest revelation for me is kind of in in three words and it's don't give up excellent yeah it can be lonely it can be demoralizing as when you've come when you're transforming from one comfortable life to stepping outside your comfort zone yeah Uh, this is part of my coaching message as well is so but once once you give up then it's over whilst you're still keeping going at it yeah you have that clear goal that's driving you forward then you're you're heading in the right direction i'm i'm a real solid believer that as long as you're heading in the direction that you want to be and you're very clear on that direction then you're you're doing the right thing so that thing is okay it's this has been a tough day it's been a tough week it's been a tough month keep going this is what you want to do this is what you're meant to do so keep going and do it and it will Mm -hmm. come it will come back it will come right i totally resonate with that um 
again on a human level and being the person behind my business um because i think sometimes for me the revelation in that space of putting yourself out there and stuff and having the getting over the humps effectively is that usually when you do it it's never as bad as what you anticipated it was going to be and that's the same in any transition in life um and that's the piece that builds the emotional resilience i think as a business owner or the emotional resilience to pursue a pivot into any industry totally different to what you've learned and now you have to unlearn that <laughs> and, and do something else um and yeah one of my biggest revelations is it's never usually as bad as what you anticipated um and you just have to get out of your own way as you say um yes. i love the way you say um yeah the never give up peace um and as you say like i i would have been one before who could have fallen into traps of moaning and given out and getting stuck in that space of downward spirals on the days when challenges showed up and being self-aware to acknowledge that that just once you start moaning you know the game is over like game yeah, over the spiral, the spiral can yeah. be really dangerous yeah it really can be in any transition at all um so it's really important to have strategies to kind of take yourself out of that um and not give up as you say but be self-compassionate enough i think um in that space to know the direction you're going in but make u-turns as well when needed and that's just the relearning piece um that i know i've had to do many times great a great word they use there is compassion self-compassion yeah so important to avoid beating yourself up when when you when you make mistakes because you will make mistakes and you will do things wrong and and again just to not beat yourself up and think okay i can learn from that and 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 move on to the next thing really important in any transition for sure great i love it so how has your actual career change deepened your actual sense of who you are and given you and i I hear you speak of the word clarity but how has that given you more clarity in life yeah i mean absolutely it's it's um one of the key things that have happened to me i mean uh personal growth has been has been monumental for me self-awareness uh the um the development of, re- of resilience and self-belief and self-worth have all been transformational uh, as I've come through this. And I think that's because of the aspects of being, let's say, in, in that bubble that I've said before, and then stepping out and surviving on, on your own, mm. that by necessity generates all those qualities within you. And once you show yourself that you can do them, it's it's like well wow look at this that i never even dreamt that i would be doing and here i am doing a a, a video call with you yeah, and i've yeah. had videos that are on facebook and i've written blogs that are on linkedin and i'm connecting with people that i would never even dreamt of even meeting in um in just just five years ago yeah. so that, the the belief that you can make that transformation it kind of makes me believe and me believe that I can do anything, but also that anyone else can actually achieve anything they really put their mind to. It is very much so as you speak of, it's nearly like revealing yourself to yourself. Uh, And to do that, you have to show up, don't you, for yourself first and peel back the layers. And um, to hear you speak, 
in that regard um that's connected really with me as well because um we do have to reveal ourselves to ourselves to actually complete a transition and reach that sense of yeah who we are um in the process of our pivots and um that's been looking in the mirror and yeah who am i what am i doing where am i going uh, i love it i love the way you describe it so just in relation to advice okay um i know as coaches we should refrain from advice yeah. but uh, i i don't i'll be honest with you i do give advice but i do um relatable advice though because i yeah. feel as a coach sometimes from a place of integrity uh which would be my core value as it is in most coaches businesses you know i i, I like to kind of connect and give advice from my perspective but um so what advice would you give someone um who's looking to make a career pivot and possibly be that start their own business or change into a completely different industry from your perspective sure so i i had a little think about this and, and there are there are three words that come to mind there's probably a million more, but I, I just wanted to focus on the three. The first one is patience mm. and that patience is in the time that you decide is right for the transition for the pivots. Uh, the, the time that it takes to actually go through that process of let's say exiting one situation and, and entering another situation. Mm. Uh, so when I did my pivot, it was very sudden and I found myself out of one situation and then a gap and into another one. And I wouldn't necessarily recommend doing that. But like I mentioned, I was in the middle of a midlife crisis, so I didn't necessarily do it the right way. So I would say, try and do that as slowly and, and patiently as possible. And the final thing on the patience is to, as, as you go into your new world, if you like, to be patient about how that turns out and how the results start coming through and how the change happens because it does take time for things to settle down and maybe start producing the results that you want and the and to create the circumstances that you want the real patience in there is uh, is really important so that's the first word mm. second word is resilience which you mentioned before and that is because you will make mistakes you will get knocks You'll get doubters, you'll get haters, you get all this kind of stuff. That hug your before. haters, hug your haters. <laughs> Absolutely, embrace the, embrace the haters uh, because people don't, are not in your situation, so they don't get you. So you're going to get all of that. That will happen. And the resilience to keep on going whilst that will happen is because that is part of the process. It's not something that you might happen. It's going to happen and you have to ride it out and it's part of helping you to become who you're going to become. And the third word I want to highlight is focus. And that is staying very, very determined on what you're trying to achieve. And very, very importantly, it's avoiding the distractions because the distractions are everywhere in terms of obvious things like social media distracting you from your day-to-day -day getting things done to other big projects that might attract you and say, oh, maybe I'll not become this kind of person. I'm going to become this because that kind of sounds nice. Uh, so avoiding those distractions, staying focused to do that is absolutely critical to, to helping you on that journey. If you start being distracted, then you're going to zigzag and rebound from place to place. And 
it's going to be a really tough journey for you. So those are my three, three uh, key words in going through that transition. Patience, resilience. Focus. Focus. Yeah. yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I love it. Uh, the resilience piece is um, something that without it, again, downward spirals just you know, you get sucked into them. And um, I think as anybody in any transition, career, life, whatever it is, if you don't acknowledge at the start that resistance is going to show up, and this is something I would do with a lot of people, is kind of get them to acknowledge that the resistance is going to be there. And um, I find that that can be a huge um, overcoming factor um, in building the emotional uh, resilience that we need to kind of overcome the challenges that we face you know Neil it's been amazing I'm gonna throw um uh, throw something at you now <laughs> that you might be prepared for and uh you know the way like sometimes we hear people say you know where do you want to be in three years or five years or ten years now I don't I'm not a big fan of that okay so I try and kind of bring it in closer to you know a year or so um because i think sometimes can, people can get a bit overwhelmed you know even with businesses and stuff and even being a business owner where do you want to be in three years where do you want to be in five years where do you want to be in 10 years i know as you say focus is the word and you kind of have to be focusing on where you're going and the direction you're going in and having a vision for that that is important but in relation to yourself on a human level um where do you see yourself in a year's time as a human most importantly and then as a business owner Sure. Okay. F fair enough. I, I like that question. So thinking on my feet, I, I believe that I'm on a lifelong journey. So I'm always going to be learning and developing and evolving. So in a year's time, I anticipate that I will still be coaching. I will have a full roster of one-to-one -one clients of professionals who are in whatever circumstance they are. I'm going to be there to help them to find their path to wherever they're they're heading on their own journeys and that's going to be part of my journey Brilliant. Uh, as a, as a, on a on a human aspect I, i'm a father of uh two not quite around the 10 year old mark so they're all going through school so i want to be, continue to grow as a father and develop myself as my kids develop and grow up and that's really important to me to um to be the best father that i can be mm. and i also want to continue my journey of of self-care and self-development mm. so i've woke up to the idea that i have to look after myself in order to be able to look after the other people around me in order to, to be a good father and to be a good coach i have to be in good shape the best shape myself so i allocate uh enough of my own resource and time to look after myself as well. And that's something that is a difficult message sometimes for people to hear because they feel like they're being selfish. And well, they show up for everybody else first as opposed to themselves. Yeah. And it's really, it's so common and it's a really tough message. And once, when you can get people to actually understand they can show up for people much better when they were, when they've shown up for themselves first, then, mm -hmm. Once that clicks and then people, all of a sudden, everything becomes that much easier because everyone's in better shape to do all the stuff that you need to do to be a parent, to be a partner, 
to be an employee, to be a boss. All those things are easier when you are looking after yourself. And that's, again, something that I've woken up to in the last few years, and it's going to continue to be a priority for me. And I, I, I think sometimes people find that difficult to swallow because everyone thinks that, well, no, you have to put yourself for everyone else first. And I'm not necessarily sure that that's the case. Yeah, um, I think it can be a bitter pill to swallow as well, though, because um, if you don't do it, you will have to swallow pills. (laughs) That's the truth. (laughs) Because uh, a lot of people think, well, I can't look after myself first. You know, why would I be doing that? People might think I'm a narcissist. They might think I'm full of myself. I I hear this a lot. I hear this a lot. And my approach to it is um, if you don't look after yourself first and show up for yourself first, I'd, I'd take that bitter pill now before you actually physically uh, burn out, lose your health. And, and you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer that, and you know this coming from a corporate role and even from my former days as well in the insurance broken industry, kind of burning out, not looking after ourselves, not showing up for ourselves. Um, you know, as someone who spent a, a lot of their time making money and making other people happy in a role that totally unfulfilled me, and um, then having to take a large chunk of that and uh, of what I had made to get my health back, um, I think I would have rather somebody say to me, swallow that pill now, <laughs> you know, and accept uh, that you have to look after yourself first in your life and your career. Yeah. Um, I'd say we've been in the same place, Pauline. Yeah, totally. Of course. You know, listen, uh, Neil, it's it's been absolutely wonderful talking to you. Um, and credit to you. You speak wonderfully and so proficiently. And I'm sure so many people will connect with your message. Can you tell us where we can find you online? Um, website? Absolutely. So the, there's... The best ways to, to connect with me, there's two, two things. First of all, will be to visit my website, which is bestmatecoaching.com. So it's all one word, bestmatecoaching.com. That name comes back from my Manchester days. Uh, best mate is a it's it's a lovely it's a lovely name for a business because um, for me it kind of resonates that we have to become our own best friends first yes. as well so i love it is that am i right in saying there's a is there a piece around i oh, know no that's my i would relate to it from that right it's lovely people people see uh, different things in that and like for me it was a when i first started on this journey i was trying to think i want to be a, accompanying people and I, it was like i wanted to be better than your best mate so your best mate will listen to all your problems and give you all this advice but you're probably going to ignore it because it's not right for you so mm-hmm. i kind of wanted to be the best mate who really does deliver that's where i started from and the name has stuck so i and and i I kind of feel comfortable with that now and people kind of get get that so give me the website again www.bestmatecoaching.com and the other best place to contact me is on linkedin which is just neil gabby g-a-b-b-i-e on linkedin i do as, as you know, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and I like to stay in touch with people there. So I think that's a great, uh, it's a great platform for yeah. and learning and connecting. Yeah. And any specific niche or type of client or? Yeah, absolutely. So as I said before, it's, it's professional people, those guys who go to bed at night and are staring at the ceiling for an hour worrying about what's happened in the day and worrying about the next day. If that's you, then take a look at my stuff. And perhaps I'll be a, 
able we can we can sit down and talk and, and have a chat about how I can maybe help you so if you're lying in bed at night and you're trying to count sheep to go asleep <laughs> but there is loads of things getting in the way um yeah neil is your man to 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 contact and uh, get in touch with listen neil it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you thanks so much um i'm going to be really interested to follow your journey and indeed in a year's time as i threw that question out to you there i'm sure there's no doubt you're going to be much better business owner you're already good we're going from good to great all the time and that's the journey isn't it and an even better human and in that process you'll have so much learning and so much sharing to give to other people as well thanks a million neil it's been a pleasure it's been an absolute pleasure